With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before the last league game of the season. Liverpool take on Wolves on Sunday at Anfield with a chance to still win the Premier League. Now, it will require Manchester City dropping points at home to Aston Villa, which seems unlikely, but there's still a bit of hope. Regardless, we still have a Champions League final to come in a week's time. This weekend is important for a couple of reasons. This will be the last game at Anfield for Divock Origi. And it's worth emphasising how important he has been to Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. You remember when Klopp took over and we had that run to the Europa League final, it was with Divock as the number nine. Sturridge was injured, Origi stepped in, and scored big goals, was important in that run. Got the injury against Everton and struggled to really find his way back and was very much out of the picture, sent on loan. That loan failed. He came back. He couldn't get in the match day squad. He worked hard. He impressed Klopp in training. He gets back into the squad. We play Everton at home. And all of a sudden, things come full circle where he scores the most ridiculous last gasp winner at home to the Blues. And from there, it just sort of kicks on. And he scores at Newcastle. And he scores two against Barcelona. And then he scores in the Champions League final. And then he sort of just goes back into hibernation, but pops up every now and then with some important goals in the title campaign, and then he goes back into hibernation. And then he popped up a couple of times this season. Wolves away, Everton at home, a couple of goals in the Cups. Just doing what Divock does when he's needed, when the signal goes up in the sky, Divock appears. If he could be that guy week after week after week, there's not a chance he'd he'd be leaving the club he'd be our starting number nine and the team would be built around him. But Divock's brilliance has always been moments. 
when needed. And it looks like he'll go to AC Milan. And what a wonderful club for him to join, going from one European great to another. Milan team that will possibly have claimed the Serie A title and will be in the Champions League next season. It's a fitting place for Divock to go after his Liverpool career. It could also be the last game at Anfield for James Milner. His contract is up this summer. Thus far, there doesn't seem to be, be much movement on a new deal. He's talked about wanting to play more, so that would imply that he would leave. It's likely to be the last game at Anfield for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Now, whether or not he gets on the pitch seems unlikely. Often doesn't make the bench these days. It could also be the last game at Anfield for Bobby, for Sadio, and for Mo. The three guys that have sort of defined how Liverpool attack under Jurgen Klopp are all at a contract in 2023. Mo is the only one there's been a lot of talk about a new contract for. Doesn't seem to be in any real movement on Sadio or Bobby. Now, I'd imagine Bobby's one would be more straightforward, but Bobby's also the one who's probably looking at things and thinking, well, I'm the fifth striker here. I'm behind Mo and Sadio and Diaz and Jota. So do I want to stick around for this? Now, you'd hope that he would. You'd hope that he'll sign on, stay as a squad player and continue to be very valuable. To me, Sadio looks like the most likely to go of the front three. And there's been Bayern Munich rumours, there's been PSG rumours. Now, if Mbappe ends up staying at PSG, which is what's been rumoured over the last 24 hours, could Real Madrid have interest in Sadio? Because a Sadio-Benzema-Vinicius front three could be pretty spectacular. And we know Real won't be put off by his age and will be willing to pay big money even with a year left in his contract. You only have to look at Eden Hazard, who was, I think, six months younger than Sadio is now when Real signed him, had a year left in his contract. Might have been a year younger. Might have been a year younger. Either way, they paid $120 million or whatever for him. We're not likely to be looking for that type of money for Sadio, probably somewhere more in the region of 60 to $70 million. So it is possible that Sadio could go there. When Zidane was manager, there was a lot of talk that Sadio was his top target. He was the one Zizou wanted to come in and replace Gareth Bale. So Real could be the option. Costa Simicus is another who could go this summer. Now, I don't think he will want to go, but I think if we get offered 30 million, we might be inclined to take that for a guy we paid just under 13 for. Now, he looks like the happiest man in the world at Liverpool, so it's probably less likely that he goes anywhere this summer. He probably stays put. Joe Gomez could go this summer. 
Now, he won't play this weekend, so he may well already have played his last game at Anfield. Again, with Joe, I think it will be depending on if he asks to go, which is possible. I think it's more possible with Joe than with Costas. And if there's a big offer. And I think it would take a big offer to get Gomez because you're talking about, I believe, the best English centre-back. He's 24 years of age, turns 25 next week. Now, I know he's had the injury problems, but when you see mediocrity like Ben White going for 50 million with one season of Premier League experience under their belt, and Ben White, remember, is only seven months younger, six months younger than Joe Gomez. So it's not like he was a a 20-year-old massive prospect. He was 23 at the time. I think it would cost somewhere in the region of about 50 million to take Joe Gomez from Liverpool. Now, Aston Villa are credited with with interest. Spurs have been mentioned as having interest. Newcastle apparently have interest. A lot will depend on what Joe wants. If he chooses to leave, there should be no criticism of him because he's lost a lot of his career already for multiple reasons. You know, you think back to when we signed him and obviously he played at Charlton the year before. He had established himself somewhat as an important player there, played 1,664 minutes across 24 appearances. He joins Liverpool under Rodgers, starts the season at left back, Klopp takes over, he tears his ACL. He only played 618 minutes in seven appearances that season. Then in 16-17, he only plays 945 minutes across 11 appearances. And only three of them, excuse me, he played 270 first team minutes across three appearances in the FA Cup because he had the Achilles issue. Came back from the, the knee, had the Achilles problem. Played a lot of Premier League too, uh, the under-23s as it is now. Uh, eight games, 675 minutes there, but only 270 at first team level. 17-18 then, he sort of emerges a bit more. Plays a lot of right-back, plays some centre-back. 2,463 minutes. The majority of his games coming at right back, uh, 31 appearances all told. Him and Trent very much platooning in that position. That was Trent's real breakout year as well. 18-19 then he does start the season quite well and he plays 26 games overall, 1,664 minutes. But he gets hurt away to Burnley. And he ends up not starting the Champions League final that he probably would have started if he was fit. The 1920 title winning season, he plays 3,289 minutes, 43 total appearances, establishes himself as the number one partner for Virgil van Dijk. And then last season, he only plays 979 minutes. So only two seasons of his career. Joe Gomez has played over 2,000 minutes. 12 appearances last year. 
this season he's made 21, but it's still only 1,036 minutes. Spot starts at centre-back, mostly at right-back, and some sub-appearances. For a, a guy who's been playing as long as Joe Gomez, and we are now seven seasons into his Liverpool career, eight into his senior career, including the year at Charlton, to have only played over 2,000 minutes twice is disappointing. And I do wonder if maybe he will look at things and say, I want to go and play more regularly. I need to play every week to start for England, which is what he should be doing. So it could be the final game for all of those guys. Might not be the final game for any of them other than Divock, because Milner might end up staying. I think Ox is almost certainly gone. Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, and Bobby. Who knows? Who knows what will happen with the three of them? And like I say, Gomez and, and Costas, it'll come down to offers and also the potential that they could ask out. The only other one then is maybe Tacky, who might ask to go. He's proven he's too good for the limited role that he has at Liverpool. But if he's happy to stay another season and win a few more medals, maybe he sticks around. So it'll be an emotional day at Anfield with uncertainty over the future of all those players. With the knowledge that a former Liverpool player, a, a Liverpool legend in Steven Gerrard, could potentially gift us the Premier League title. But first things first, let's just get the win. Let's just go out and win the game because that's the main thing that matters. And hopefully, Connor Cody will do us a favor and. Uh, you know, perform like he has in some of his previous appearances at Anfield. Um, we'll move on and quickly jump around the main sites. Fabinho is very confident of playing versus Real Madrid. That is good news. There is a new Ian Rush mural in the city of Liverpool. So do make sure to read the article on this is Anfield or if you're in the city, go and check it out. Liverpool have set a price tag of 17 million on Taki Minamino, according to David Lynch. Uh, that would be that would be a good profit on a player we bought for just over seven. It would be almost a 10 million pound profit. And Taki has absolutely repaid his fee in terms of the goals he's gotten in the cups this year, and obviously his winner or his, his equaliser against uh, Southampton. Klopp wants to use Mo Salah and Virgil van Dijk versus Wolves, but we take no risks, says Jürgen. I think, I think it's likely that they both start on the bench, and if the situation arises where the game is comfortable, maybe they come on for the last 25. It won't really make a big difference for Virgil, uh, but for Mo, I think he'll he'll want the minutes and he'll want the rhythm and he'll want the opportunity to score a goal as well because um, Youngman's son is one behind him in the golden boot 
and they play Norwich. So you'd probably back Son to score at least one in that game. On Liverpool.com, Jurgen Klopp confirms Liverpool transfer exit. That's obviously Divock. Uh, Liverpool I, 106 million Juventus man as next Neymar is on Jurgen Klopp transfer list. So the next Neymar is apparently Anthony from uh, Ajax. It's a nonsensical comparison. Uh, the £106 million Juve man is Matthias Delict, who Liverpool definitely won't be signing. Um, audacious Liverpool transfer proposal could be first genius Julian Ward move. This is based off that nonsense in the Daily Mirror about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and cash for Jared Bowen. Liverpool may have perfect temporary transfer destination lined up for Jurgen Klopp's newest gem. So this is about Cade Gordon and the potential of loaning him to Mansfield if they get promoted from League Two into League One. Uh, I don't think there's any small possibility of Kate Gordon going on loan next season. I think he will be brought along slowly and they'll continue to develop him in-house and as part of the first-team squad because he's a very, very special player and I don't think they'll trust his development to anyone else at this point. A few of the bits and bobs there, but nothing really worth going into at the minute. Anfieldindex.com, one last Steven Gerrard assist is the latest from the machine, Stephen Smith. Do check that out. Podcast-wise, there is a new minefield closing in on trophies. Alan and Andrew, brilliant as always. Do check that out. Uh, myself and Carl did a scouted yesterday. Uh, we picked a bang average 11 from this Premier League season and also obviously talked about Wolves. And there is the latest Mulby on the spot entitled The Dream is Alive. There will also be uh, an Anfield Index podcast, which should be out today. There will likely be a rival recon as well. We'll have post-match draw after the Wolves game. There'll be the Nina Kauser show after the Wolves game. Then there'll be Rape, Don't Hate and all the rest next week. Uh, it is worth pointing out the current outrage taking place on Anfield Index and you know, lead you behind the curtain here. And I haven't been given the okay to do this, but Anfield Index are currently employing the criminal. And I feel it's important that you all know what's going on because, I mean, it's just not right for us to hide these things. Cam Branch is, is a terrorist, a criminal who needs to be taken away, locked into a room with a padded jacket where he can no longer harm himself. Uh, for those that haven't seen it, he's posting pictures of what he calls Milky Coke yesterday, which is exactly as disgusting as it sounds. It is milk mixed with Coke and it looks vile. It sounds vile. And what makes it worse, where the real terrorism arrives here, is it's the no caffeine, no sugar Coke, not even going with the full fat variety. It is an outrage. And I, for one, will not stand to have this type of behavior 
associated with the brand of Anfield Index. So I'm leaving it for here. I'll see you Monday. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.